Hi, everyone. Welcome to Deliberately Intentional with me, your host, Remy Fagbo. This is a whole new venture for me. Um, so if this is awkward, guys, you guys are going to have to bear with me. It won't be awkward for long because I'm a very, very fast learner. But welcome to my podcast. Um, why should you why should you listen to this podcast? What are you tuning in for? What made me even think of doing a podcast? <laughs> well, because I am passionate about people. I'm very passionate about people. And I look at the number of things that I see people talk about online. And considering online social media is where a lot of people are getting their information from, I am baffled. Um, but let's get back to the why. Why should you even listen to me? Well, outside of being passionate about people, I am one of those people that also tends to learn as I go along. I've looked at my entire um, life history and I've realized that there's certain things that I actually can learn from and take from there and bring it into my future based on the things that I've seen that have worked and the things that have not worked. And that's basically the core of being intentional. I call myself an intentionalist, by the way. And what that means is that I am very, I take, I feel, I believe that everything that I do is connected. And everything that has been done in the past, if I learn from it, I can take from that and take into my future. And that's basically what being deliberate and intentional means. But let's take you back into a little bit of my history. I don't want to go into it too much because I've done that in the past and it's gotten me in trouble. So I'm going to skim over it. If you haven't checked out my King Woman episode on YouTube, please do so. Easy way to find it. Google King Woman, Remy Fagbon, and you'll be able to get a bit of my history that way. But I'm not going to touch up too much on it because, again, family issues are always very touchy. But what I will say is that despite my very humble uh, up and down upbringings, we were in a good place at one point, we were in bad places at one point. But with all of it, I have decided that, or I decided a very long time ago that I was going to be happy, that my life was not going to be like my mother's. And I'm saying that specifically because I know so many women that that's literally their swan song. They're like, you know what? I'm never going to be my mom. My mom was miserable. My mom was this. My mom suffered. There's so many stories. But I was also one of those people that had that exact same sentiment without realizing that there were certain things that even though I didn't want to be my mom, there were things that I was doing that would eventually make me end up like her if I hadn't realized it and caught it early and dealt with it myself. Um, a lot of the time we are doing things as human beings that we don't realize are is affecting the outcome of the things that we claim to want. Let's talk about in that regard, I'm actually referring to your marriages, your friendships, your relationships, work as well. All of these things are things that if you truly sit back and pay attention and you're intentional about all of it, you can actually effect a change in the outcome. I know that this might sound weird to many of you, but you do have a choice. You have a choice in what you do. You have a choice in how, what you allow to impact you. You have a choice in your happiness. And we're going to talk about that and more in, as we get into detail into the rest of the episodes of this podcast. Now, back to me. I was born in the U.S. I had two Nigerian parents who had come here to study. 
not as I said, I'm not going to dig too much into the parenting, but I am going to pick out some key points. I learned early that if I decide I want something and I put my mind to it, I can get it. I can bring up a topic, I can work towards it, and I know how to wear people down. I didn't realize that I had this trait until much later in life, and then I realized that, oh, you know what, if I do decide I want something, I can get it. First did that when I was 12, did it again when I was 15, did it again, but again, I wasn't paying attention to the fact that I could do these things, I was just doing them. We'll get into the details in other episodes. But I want to tell you that that's the same thing that can happen to you. You can actually look at your life and you can actually say, I want to do something. I want to make a change in my husband or I want to make a change in myself or I want to get a better job or I want to make more friends or I want my son or my daughter to come out this way or I want my family to be connected. Once you think about an idea, then you need to now find people to help you achieve it if you can't do it yourself or read things that will help you change your own thinking or that will change the thinking of the people around you. But all of these are things that you can do. You simply have to learn how to do it. That's my beginning. Uh, as I said, again, I'm going to point it down here. It's on YouTube. You can check it out. Everything about my background is there. Don't want to rehash it now. I have siblings that I need to consider, so I'm not going to talk about it again, but you can go and read up on it. Why is family so important? Maybe because I realized that a lot of my upbringing and a lot of the things that I had to unlearn came from my home. If my home had been different, I would have turned out different. But I don't look at my background resentfully. I actually look at it that it was my catalyst. It was my, it was what made me become who I am. But because I went through that, does that mean that my son has to go through the same thing in order to become as good as me? No. He doesn't. But I can pick from what happened in my background and say, okay, I became this outspoken because I argued a lot with my dad. Okay, let me just take that. Why was I arguing so much with my dad? Because I was the only one fighting the battles of my siblings. So I'm outspoken. I can talk to my dad. That means I need to get my son to be able to talk to me. If he can talk to me, then he'll be able to talk to anybody. See the connection? You can also do the same thing. You can look back in your past. You can look back at anybody else's story, even if you don't have the experience in your own story, and say to yourself that, you know what? I want to be, I want to create this. I want to make this person this way, or I want to even become this way. And that was something that I did. And that's something that I show people how to do in my sessions and in the courses that I'm going to create. That's a little bit, a little snippet about me. I'm the kind of person that once you tell me a problem, I can immediately start seeing where that problem comes from. The minute you're able to see where a problem comes from, that means that you can effectively change that problem. You can actually fix the problem, to be honest. And that's one of the things that I didn't realize was uh, a, a really positive character trait about myself until I really until I started the, my other business, which was the personal shopping and styling. Uh, we would, I would literally be sitting with people talking about fashion and it would veer into their personal stuff and I could literally see where the problem was. The minute I gave it to them, they're like, oh, that's it, I could do that. They do it and they realize that there's a solution. So I ended up becoming this person that was a catalyst of change to almost everybody that I was meeting. 
I didn't realize that there was the strength. I didn't realize that I was doing it until more and more people started to point it out that, you know, you should do this and you should that. And I'm like, oh, really? I didn't even notice this about myself because I didn't really have um, my mom wasn't around. Uh, my dad definitely wasn't. He was not even aware of half of the things that I was. But it also when I bring all of these things up, it means that. I could actually be more. I could have been so much more. But it doesn't also mean that it's too late for me to become that, which is something that a lot of people don't think about. You always feel like, oh, I'm too, it's, I'm too old or it's too late for me to do something. What's stopping you? Nothing. All the things that I wasn't, I tried to make sure that I am or all the things that my parents were not for me, I've tried to make sure that I am for my son. And that's why his life is going to be so much better than mine. I'm not, nothing's wrong with my life. Don't get me wrong. But my early part, my early, my early life wasn't the greatest. His has been great already. Even if I just compare just the beginning of my life to the beginning of his life, there's a distinct difference. But I took all the traits, all the things that I did learn from my upbringing, the ones that were positive, I found more creative ways to get that to apply to him without the negativity that was associated with my life. That's another deliberately intentional thing that I did. I always felt that when I was growing up that I was happy. As far as I knew happiness was, let me put it this way. I was as happy as I knew happy to be, which sounds weird. But what was happiness then? It was just me, my sister, knew I had a brother, knew I had, um, I knew I had siblings. We were kind of a little scattered. We're not particularly connected, but we were all there, but we didn't really, you know, there was not much, how do I put this? connection as a family. And I always felt like, you know, we could have been better. But I realized as well that parents can only do what they know how to do. They don't know everything. So I don't really, when I say that I've healed over everything that has happened in my past, I truly do mean that because I realized that each of us is only doing what we know how to do. Our parents did what they knew how to do. No parent is perfect. I'm a parent now and I realize that there, I've made mistakes too, but I'm very quick to recover from my mistakes. I own my mistakes. I tell my son where I've gone wrong. He sees it, he accepts it, but it also allows him to come forward and tell me when he's messed up on something too. And that's how as a family, we connect and we heal together. That's kind of how important family is. Your family sets your complete foundation. How your parents are able to deal with their issues, how they're able to deal with their mistakes, sets the tone for you to also realize that, okay, it's okay to mess up. It's not something that we encourage you to do, but if you do mess up, there's a way for you. You know that your family has got your back and will help you to recover from whatever it is that you've done. They don't judge you, they love you, and they want you to be better. We don't sugarcoat anything. We're always very, um, especially me, I'm always on top of my family members when it comes to mistakes, but I don't judge them for it. Here's what you did. Here's how we fix it. And we move on. The end. But not having that does shape how you tend to respond to people in your friendships and your relationships. If you've been judged, you will constantly judge every single person you meet. And when you're judgy, there's something that it causes, that it, that it creates. You are not the kind of person that people want to be around because they feel judged by you. But if you're the person that is open, that's not saying that you accept anything, but you are open and understanding, then it allows people to want to come to you to tell you things. And unfortunately, in my case, people tell me a lot of things, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. I think that if not for my friends, I don't think I'd be here. 
there was a point in time that I thought that things in my house were, it was just so bad that I just wanted to give up on it. Yes, I was that girl that once wanted to commit suicide. I didn't think that there was any hope. My mom had died. My dad was around, but not so, not as present as dads are meant to be. Um, but with all of that, I got into college and I know now what it is, but back then I didn't realize that I was actually wearing my heart on my sleeve. I was vulnerable. If you met me, you knew I had issues and I wasn't hiding any of it. I didn't take it negatively. I just was one of those oversharing people. What I did not realize and what I know now is that me being vulnerable allowed people to be vulnerable with me as well. And it allowed our friendships to grow. So I had friends and my friends then found ways to bring me into their world, which made me escape my world. And that was how I realized that there was a world, there was a whole world out there that was outside of my house and that there were people that were happy. They didn't have, they didn't need to have a lot to be happy. And that's kind of when you realize that, oh, okay, why did these people like me? I was just grateful to have friends. I was grateful that people wanted me to come home with them. And I was able to see how other people lived and I was able to shape my own you know, it basically allowed me to dream. It allowed me to dream that, you know what, and once I get out of my house, I'm going to be the happiest person ever. Because as far as I was concerned, my house was what was holding me. My home was what was holding me back from being happy. I know that sounds weird, but that's not the way your home is supposed to be. That's the, Your home is supposed to be the place that you are the most comfortable. It should be the place that you are the happiest, that you haven't got a concern in the world. For a lot of people, that hasn't been their reality. It definitely was not mine. But for me, that was a turning point for me to realize that, oh, wait, I'm looking around and their people are happy in this world. They didn't need to have a lot, but they were still happy. And in their little that they had or in their happiness, they included, they made a little spot for me. And it... It, 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 I, it's, it's hard to put that into words, but it made a huge impact on me as a person. All of these various friends of mine that gave me little, little pockets of time allowed me to form a whole new reality. Like, you know what? It's not that bad. Yes, my home wasn't perfect. I never wanted to be them because I had so many different um, people in my life, but I took things from them and they allowed me to push through my situation. And that became a turning point for me. So it, it's grown up, the grown up me now looks at that and like, there's no way I can't do the same thing in return. And so part of the reason why this podcast is coming through outside of the clients that want to have the one-on-one -on -one sessions, there needs to be another way for a lot of you people to see how to change your own situation. Outside of the courses, you need to see that I'm no different from any of you. If I could do it with zero knowledge and not a lot of help just listening to some different people, then you can do the same thing too. And this podcast is going to create, is going to allow you to see your own situation in different ways from my stories, from the other stories that you're going to hear from the other people that are going to come on um, the show, from my husband as well, who's eventually going to come on and also from my son. So you can see and hear how I've impacted those two people amongst the other people that are going to show up in the show. Every choice that we make in life has a repercussion. If you do something positive, you will get back a lot more positivity. It might not come immediately, but it will come eventually. So for every petty, let's say, for example, every time somebody does something wrong to me, if I were to pay the person back with a petty compliment or petty comment, it would mean that I, the impression that I'm giving people is that I'm just petty and that one-upping is the best way for me to go. So I don't do that. Instead, I replace every negative comment, thought with a positive one. And that honestly has helped me more than any amount of negativity ever would. So if, 
we take that little premise and we take it and we now exponentially put apply it to everything. Okay, my son has this one habit. Instead of knocking him down with that one habit, how about I replace it by giving him a choice on how to do something different? Okay, that's one. I have this bad habit. How do I fix myself? Most of you guys out there are thinking of yourselves like, oh, you know, this is who I am. I'm not changing. Take me as I am. But you're not making it easy for people to take you as you are. You're not doing anything to make your situation better. You're not thinking about the fact that the version of yourself that you put out there is going to make an impact on how people take you. So isn't wouldn't it be better to give the very best of yourself to everyone around you so that you can actually be surrounded by that positivity? That would be the hope and the prayer, right? But most people are not doing that. Everybody wants to talk about what they want, how they see things, and they're not thinking about what they're putting out there. You need to think about both, and I always do. And that's why I've been able to make the changes and with the people that I've been able to change. Myself, number one, my husband, my uh, son, and countless others. But you can do that too. So if I'm this person that I claim to be, which is someone that cares about the environment, cares about people, um, yeah, I'm, I have a very big heart. Um, I'm a mother hen because, again, as number two in a family of 10, I didn't have a choice. I just became that. But how do you make an impact on others when everything you're seeing seems to be counter to what you know is true? I'll hear comments like, oh, you don't have to be this, you don't have to do that. And I'm looking at you like, Yes, you do. What happens to holding yourself up to a higher standard? I do. I hold myself up to a very high standard. I know that most of the time, the reason why my son will do certain things is because he's seen me do it or he's seen me call his dad <laughs> to task and knows that I'm, I'm, I'm asking him to do something that I've already asked his dad to do or that I'm doing myself. If I say I'm pushing through tiredness and God knows what else, he'll see that and say that, you know what, if my mom can do it, then I can do it too. If I can come onto this podcast and put all awkwardness to one side and say, you know what, I even though I don't know what I'm doing, I know that I'll figure it out. Then again, what's stopping you from doing the same thing? Absolutely nothing. But like it or not, everything we do is connected. That's literally what it means to be deliberately intentional. If you believe that everything you're doing is connected, then what are you putting out there that's going to connect you to the better future that you want for yourself, for yourself, for your family, for everyone around you? So part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast is that, is there's a wealth of information out there. Let me throw in a good, a good amount of positive information and a way for you guys to be able to get yourselves into a better position. I know people love the romance and they love the marriage and they love how connected my family is. And it is all true. I literally worked my butt off to make sure that that family was the best version of the life that I wish I had myself. I know that sounds weird, but that's literally what, that was my motivation for everything that I've done. So when people look at what we have right now and like, oh my God, I love your family. I love it too. <laughs> and I want you guys to have your own version of that. And that's at the core why I created this podcast. So what topics are we going to be covering in this uh, podcast of ours? We're going to cover cheating because I dealt with that. I recovered. I'm fine. You can too. 
We are going to talk about keeping your family connected, intentional families, raising intentional kids, um, friendships and how you need to, you why making new friends at every juncture of your life is so important. We are going to have guests that are going to come on. I'm not mentioning names now because I can't even promise who's coming and who's not coming, but I can promise two people, my husband and my son. Those two, for sure, if they want to sleep at night, they have to show up. <laughs> so those two are definitely coming. There are going to be others. I'll let you know as time goes on. So we've got, obviously, fashion. Um, if you don't know me, I'm sure you do. You wouldn't be following if you wouldn't be listening to this if you didn't know me at some capacity. But of course, I love fashion and how fashion impacts the way people accept us and how people see us and all of that stuff. All the knowledge that I brought with me from my fashion world, I'm also going to be having topics covering that, too, as we go on. This is the end of our very first episode of Deliberately Intentional. New episodes will be airing at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Apple and Spotify. The videos will be released on YouTube at 6 p.m. Thank you very much to producer Marv. Here's the end of another episode. Thanks, everybody. Please don't forget, comment below. All of our links will be listed at the bottom of this video. Bye.